0: do that this is Brent Musburger and here is your v action update now here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert post draft analysis continues as we prepare for the 2021 NFL season on a numbers game with Gil Alexander Eric Eager of pro football focus discussed the NFC East division winner Cowboys are the favorite plus 100 Washington three to one eagles plus 425 but eager likes the giants at 5 to 1.
1: the the strangest thing to me is they have similar odds to win the division than the giants and i just i think that the eagles are not trying to win this year i think the giants are and when you look like the giants kind of strike me as a 2017 jaguars uh contender where you have a third year quarterback that might not be the greatest but you know you get some positive variance in a bad division uh, and you might you know get there the Giants quietly have some of the best talent on defense of any team in the NFL and they've surrounded uh with Kenny Galladay and and now uh Kadarius Tony some some weapons around Daniel Jones and then you have Dallas who seems to think that they can still play like sort of a, a 1990s 3-4 with all the <laughs> linebackers that they required yeah um, to, for a defense that was probably the reason they didn't end up in the playoffs last year um, you know, they get Dak back. I think that offense is going to be amazing. But the defense, I just don't see it. So it's wide open. And, and the Giants at, like, what, plus 425, I think, is a really good bet.
0: Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus on a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Heard weekdays, 10 a.m. noon Eastern on V-Cin. Cowboys plus 100 to win the NFC East. Washington 3-1. Eagles plus 425. Eagers pick the Giants at 5-1. to The Cleveland Browns have impressed former Super Contest winner James Salinas with their offseason moves. Salinas with Mike Pritchard on betting across America.
2: I look at each team, not only through the draft, but also what do they do with free agency that happened that opened up prior to the draft. And so kind of put those two pieces together, right? Because uh, obviously every team going in, there's so many, you know, it's, you you know this full well, Pritch, there's a lot of holes to fill on every roster, right? It's difficult to put a really clean team together on each side of the football, right? You're talking 22 positions there. and So I'll, I'll equate the draft and couple that also with teams of what do they do in free agency. And the first mm-hmm. one that just jumps off to me is the Cleveland Browns and what they were able to accomplish, you know, bringing both of those together. So thinking about the draft holes, what were the biggest holes that we saw with Cleveland last year and really a transformation? last year that we saw with the fancy going in. For, we saw so many holes on the defensive side, mainly on the back end, you know, pass rushing. Everybody's got holes at the, when it comes to pass rush, but back end uh, looking at that back seven and in particular at the, the safety in the corner position, I thought they did a great job not only filling the hole in the draft with Greg Newsom as a first round draft choice corner of Northwestern, but also I really like uh, Owasu Koromoya, uh, the, the linebacker that speed linebacker, that weak side linebacker in that 3-4 defense that they're going to run that is able to get out there in coverage. I think that's what really filled the need for Cleveland through the draft. Huge upgrade all the way around on that defense. Still some holes there. I don't know if they have quite the pass rusher that they're hoping for in Clowney. Uh, but still, I think they did a tremendous job both through the draft, Pritch, as well as the offseason.
0: v James Salinas on Betting Across America weekdays 1-3 to Eastern on v Our v experts are covering all of the betting action for baseball, the NHL, and NBA playoff races. Plus, we're looking at all the golf, tennis, and NASCAR best bets every week. We give you all the tools to increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game at vcin.com, and you'll get our daily best bets email and point spread weekly. Get your 10-day free trial now at vcin.com. Slash /subscribe With your action update, I'm Mike Sennett. Get the latest VSN odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about.
3: Before you place your next bet, visit vsin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet Search Engine, and Custom Parlay Calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vsin.com today. The spring sports calendar is packed with betting opportunities, and our v experts are on top of all the betting action. We're looking at early season baseball trends, what teams are peaking and tanking, heading into the NBA and NHL playoffs to give you the betting edge. Cashing tickets is our goal no matter what sport or season, and this spring you can count on the v experts to stay on top of every angle. Start your free trial today at vcin.com slash subscribe and put our team to work for you. Welcome into the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on this fifth day of May. Happy Cinco de Mayo to all you sports bettors out there. Our typical cast of characters joining the show on a Wednesday. Andy McNeil will drop by to take a look at today's card on the ice. Jonathan Von Tobel will be around to drop some knowledge on the NBA. And Steve Mackinnon will give us a little preview of what we can find in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. That will be in your inbox coming up a little bit later this morning. We'll also see if we can get a NASCAR pick out of Steve. Have you uh, followed his simulations in Point Spread Weekly, Wes? I do read them over every week. Yeah, no, he does a great job with that, and we'll see who he's on this week in the world of racing. west. we've got baseball going off in about uh, less than a half an hour from now. In Cincinnati, it'll be the White Sox and your Reds, 9.35 a.m. Pacific, 12.35 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Dallas Keuchel facing Sonny Gray. Chicago blanked uh, Cincinnati on Tuesday, 9 to nothing, and they've now moved into a first-place tie with Kansas City in the AL Central. Good pitching matchup here. The reds are a favorite minus 135 and your total is eight
4: reds have seen some of the money here and i definitely agree with it. and i am on the cincinnati reds at about a little less than a dollar 30 sunny gray against dallas geichel as you mentioned sunny gray last time out you look at the numbers 0-2 593 RA, but last time out against the dodgers had 11 strikeouts so he looks like he is kind of coming back into form just maybe had a rough start to the season on the other hand with Dallas Keuchel, Only 4.65 strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, His strikeouts are down and his walks are up. The XFIP and the ERA are are basically about the same. Another angle I kind of like in a game like this, this is obviously an early afternoon game, 1235 in Cincinnati, 935 out here on the West Coast, is you get what I like to call the getaway game. Angle And that's the getaway game angle under because both of these two teams do have the day off tomorrow, but they are both going on the road obviously for the next series, the the road team definitely has to travel somewhere because they can't stay where they are. And then Cincinnati starts a road series on Friday. So you're seeing this go to the under at eight. I still like it with the under because oftentimes you get in those early day games, you get some quick hacks and get in and get out. So I like to play those a lot of times on Sunday when both teams got to travel Sunday night or Monday morning somewhere else. So I like the reds in the under in this first game,
3: the giants, at the Rockies, 12-10 Pacific, 3-10 Eastern. It'll be Logan Webb versus John Gray. Kind of a gray day for the Reds and the Rockies. Uh, these two teams split a doubleheader on Tuesday at Coors Field. Giants are now a game and a half ahead of the Dodgers and the Padres in the NL West. This is a pick 'em game here today, minus 10 either way, and a Coors Field total of 10.
4: Yeah, and it looks like a little bit of a windy day in Colorado. Just looking at the uh, weather, the wind was going to be blowing in from center field. So maybe a small move to the under. It's never going to be a big move to the under, considering it's at Coors Field. Both of these teams did play a doubleheader yesterday against each other. Giants, easy winner in the first game. Rockies came back and won the second game. I didn't really have a read, particularly on the side. I think at about 110, that's the proper split for John Gray over Logan Webb but
3: would lean a little bit to the under at 10. I did play the Rockies in this one. The Orioles and the Mariners up in Seattle, 1240 Pacific, 340 Eastern. It'll be John Means against Yusei Kikuchi. Seattle got the win on Tuesday. They're now two games back of Oakland in the American League West. Baltimore slips to two games below five hundred. Mariners a slight favorite here at minus one twenty-five and a low total of 7.5.
4: Another getaway game potentially for both of these teams because they both are off tomorrow, but Baltimore is going to be leaving. Seattle's going to start a three-game set with the Rangers on Friday. So you're seeing the under get bet a little bit here, seven and a half, under, minus 115, and I think that that's the right move.
3: A lot of low totals today, some good pitching matchups. The Diamondbacks at the Marlins, including this one, 340 Pacific, 640 Eastern. It'll be Luke Weaver against Pablo Lopez, and it's kind of funny, Wes. Both of these teams are near or at the bottom in their respective divisions divisions, yet Miami is just two games out of first place in the National League East, and Arizona just two and a half back in the West. Marlins are favored in this one, good size favorite, minus 145, seven and a half for your total. Once again, seeing the under get bet
4: here to your point about a lot of low totals today. Pablo Lopez has been, I think, pretty good to start the season, 234 ERA, and then just a 339 on the XFIP, so... I I can't necessarily disagree with the under here. These two teams, it was nine to three, so it did go over last night. So that would be where I would lean to. And oftentimes you see when you get around these key numbers and the key numbers on the totals in baseball, I consider to be seven and nine, the odd numbers. So when you get it to seven, it gets juice to the over. And when it's seven and a half juice to the under, and you'll see the same thing, nine juice to the over, nine and a half juice to the under. So obviously shop around for what you can get. I think on the even numbers, Brady, like if you take an over eight, if it goes to eight and a half, I don't think it's as big of a deal Mm -hmm. as if it goes from seven to seven and a half or nine to nine and a half. So obviously shop around. You'd rather take the the better of the number, even though you got to lay big. So I'd lean to the under here
3: with Arizona and Miami. Braves at the Nationals, 405 Pacific, 705 Eastern. It'll be Max Freed against Eric Fetty. Atlanta got the win on the road, 6-1 to one on Tuesday. Just a game and a half out of first now in the National League East. The Nationals a half game back of Philly off of the loss. And the Braves are a road favorite again here today. Minus 130 on the money line and another fairly low total, eight and a half.
4: Yeah, Max Freed uh, coming off uh, the injured list here. So... I think he's going to get positive regression at some point, but I don't necessarily know if it's here. Necessarily, because I like usually when you get that first-time starter off the injured list or off the DL, I like to usually go against. And you look at Freed's numbers: 11.45 ERA, 4.19 on the xFIP. So maybe hasn't been as bad as his numbers have indicated. Fetty kind of is what he is, very much a middling pitcher. So I didn't play this game, but if I get involved, I do lean to the Nationals, just taking going against Freed and kind of a fade of him off that first start from the. Injury. List.
3: The Astros at the Yankees. Luis Garcia facing Jordan Montgomery. New York's won four in a row and seven out of their last ten. They're now tied for second place in the American League East with Tampa Bay. Still two and a half games back of the Boston Red Sox. It's the Yankees and the lefty favored tonight in the Bronx. Minus 135 with a total of nine. I was on the, at, or the uh, Yankees
4: yesterday and they did get home first game of the series. And kind of what I mentioned yesterday is the fact that Yankees are starting to hit the ball better because a lot of the reason is because they're being patient at the plate their first in walks over the last couple weeks of the season, so they're being a lot more patient. Looks like Stanton has found it himself, so is Aaron Judge, so is LeMahieu, and that's what we were discussing. When are these guys going to finally, finally hit a little bit, and the Yankees, I think, are finally starting to do just that. I believe seven runs last night. Just four career starts for Luis Garcia for the Houston Astros under his belt. Now you got to go to the stadium. Obviously, even though it wasn't a very full crowd, it was a very loud crowd last night in the Bronx as they yeah. gave it the Astros the Bronx cheer, so to speak. Uh, no love lost for obvious reasons between those two teams. Garcia is not a guy that really goes long into games. Astros bullpen, pretty much a milling bullpen when you look in ERA, and they also used four relievers last night at the stadium. Montgomery on his side, he can give up the lawn ball a little bit. He's very good when he plays the Baltimore Orioles, not so much when he's played everybody else. Astros now more at least at full strength with Altuve even though he's struggling back in the lineup remember they had that week and a half span where a lot of the batters were out due to COVID Altuve was out Bregman was out Jordan Alvarez was out so when I was looking at this I really couldn't get there on a the side I think the Yankees now are a little bit more appropriately priced than they were last night at about a $1.35 dollar ish range so if I can get an over nine juice to the over that would be where I would go but you are now seeing some nine and a halves but I don't see either of these pitchers really lasting long tonight at the stadium.
3: Yeah, I didn't do, uh, do anything with this one either. The Brewers at the Phillies, Freddie Peralta versus Chase Anderson. Philadelphia has taken two straight from Milwaukee, and the Brewers now trail St. Louis by a half game in the NL Central. Brew Crew a road favorite today, however, minus 145 and another low total. Seven and a half is the number here in Philadelphia.
4: Yeah, all of a sudden, the uh, Phillies uh, get right a little bit after this week and had a little anger behind them because they had a questionable call go against them on Saturday. And then on Sunday in Sunday Night Baseball, Reese Hoskins thought he had a three-run homer goes off the railing, ends up being a two-run double, and the Phillies lose again. So Sunday night baseball has just been wild. It, it, sure. it has really seemed that way. It has seemed with Sunday night baseball, somehow they're getting all these crazy finishes. Everyone's gone over the total. Team. Yes, yes, and 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 that's kind of what I like to look at on these Sunday night baseball things, and I did it against the Mets on Monday. Cardinals end up getting there. If you get a big emotional game like that on Sunday night baseball, Oftentimes you are usually a fade the next day, not a hundred percent of the time, but you saw it with the Dodgers and the Padres yes. a couple weeks ago. That first time they had that hardcore series where the benches cleared a couple times, went a couple extra inning games, and then they just didn't have any gas that following Monday, San Diego losing to Milwaukee and then the Dodgers losing in Seattle. Uh, some injury news here. Christian Yelich still out with the back issue. Lorenzo Kane is now back. Brewers are still had still been winning, even though they had not really been hitting. It's really been the pitching that's carried them. Bryce Harper, questionable with a wrist issue. Segura, of course, still out on the injured list. Couldn't really couldn't really find a play here. Slightly into Philadelphia, but I think it's priced appropriately.
3: I did play the Phillies here. I'm hoping Harper's in the lineup, but uh, they have taken the money. Maybe the betters are figuring that he will be active today. Tigers at the Red Sox. Casey Mize versus Martin Perez. And I tell you, West, poor Detroit. They've dropped six in a row. They're just 8-22 and on the young season. They're a big underdog again today, plus 155 with a total of nine.
4: This may be a hold-your-nose spot here a little bit for me. Casey Mize, uh, in the first two starts of this season, he had only allowed one run through 11 innings. And now he's kind of come back to earth. Remember, he was the number one overall pick a few years ago. He's allowed 14 runs over his last three starts, just going 15 and two-thirds, giving up five home runs in his last three starts. So you look at the ERA right now, 506, 551, fielding independence, so it's not like... uh, you know, it's not like it's deceiving. He has not been very good. They're teeing off on the fastball here for Casey Mize. So, you know, just trying to find some good news with the Tigers and, and not really being able to do it. But Martin Perez, of course, doesn't really blow anybody away. Usually his ERA is going to be in, in the high fours or around five. And that's kind of where he is right now. Boston's obviously hitting, so... When they can score, they can make up for mediocre pictures like Martin Perez. But... Maybe this is the spot where the Detroit Tigers get right here. I do think that's kind of a big price for Perez, who I went against in his last start in Texas. uh, And we'll see if we can have better success this time. Over is getting bet a little bit on the VIG. You're seeing like minus 115 pretty much market-wide. I certainly don't disagree with that because Casey Mize, if he's having fastball problems, the Boston Red Sox are not the right team to have those fastball problems against with Xander Bogarts and with J.D. Martinez, with Deavers. Guys that hit fastballs very well. But this price is a little too high on Martin Perez. So, dog and over for me in this one.
3: The Dodgers at the Cubs, 430 Pacific, 730 Eastern. It'll be Walker Buehler versus Adbert Alzolay. And uh, we talk about the problems for the Detroit Tigers. How about the Dodgers? They're swept by the Cubs in a doubleheader on Tuesday. They now have won just four of their last 12 games. They're still a game and a half back of San Francisco in the NL West. Cubs are two games below 500, And they're a home dog again at Wrigley Field today. Plus 145 here at BetMGM with a total of 7.5 don't want to panic and
4: i don't think dodger fans should absolutely panic i still think they're the favorite in the national league but you look at that record it's like all of a sudden they're only 3 games over 500 it's very early in the season but look that's what you have when you have a 162 game season you're going to have your struggles and you're going to have your spots and now the cubs who were were a disaster the first week or two still a couple games under 500 starting to get a little bit better Walker Bueller has been, I think, relatively solid so far. So about three and a half on the ERA, three and a half right now on the XFIPS. Uh, averages about six innings a start, but the LA bullpen. You know, has not been a bottom feeder by any stretch, but has not been great, especially Kenley Jansen. Cubs are starting to hit a little bit, and Albert Alzale, I think, is due for some even more positive regression. 471 on the ERA, 352 on the XFIP, 119 difference. So he has a chance to, I think, maybe get a little bit deeper in the game here. So that's a big price for the Dodgers, and you're never going to get a bargain on the Dodgers I'm not going to lay it here. I'm actually going to lean with the Cubs. And with a low total, especially if it starts going to the under at like 75 that gives you a value if you like to take that run and a half, especially at the home team batting last at minus 120. I think that's the route I'll go
3: here. Yeah, I did play the Cubs here, and uh, I wish I would have played them in that first game of the doubleheader yesterday. Of course, it was rescheduled for the doubleheader after the first game of the series was postponed due to weather, and I laid off of it. But I'm back on them today, and the numbers you reference with Alzalea, I like that. And it's also a little bit of fate of the Dodgers. You mm-hmm. know, until they can figure it out and get it right, I'll continue to go against a price, even with Walker Bueller on the road, in my opinion. Yeah, you're going to get good plus numbers, uh, really, no matter who they're playing, unless it's, uh, say, San Diego at Petco or something like that, but uh, the Dodgers right now could be a good fade. We'll see when this streak ends. We'll get to the rest of the baseball card in the next segment. Big card for your Wednesday, and we'll roll through it here as we roll on on the Lombardi line on a Wednesday. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa. Keep it here. We'll be right back on v Sin, the sports betting Network. baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada. The premier sports betting app, BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Lombardi line and picking up where we left off on the baseball card for your Wednesday finds us at the Rangers and the Twins. Hyun Jong Yang will face Lewis Thorpe and a tough beat for Twins backers on Tuesday night as they went into the ninth inning needing just three outs. They were up 3-1 to on the Rangers. They end up losing 6-3 to in 10 innings. Minnesota favored to bounce back today, Wes. Minus 165 on the money line. Nine is your total.
4: Yang making this for Start so I don't have really any any numbers on him, but it is a lefty the first time through, so perhaps you could see an under in order, and that's certainly where it's getting bet at open nine. You're now seeing nine under one twenty basically by and large. You're seeing even some one twenty five, one thirty in the market, so clearly that's where the betters are going. I didn't really know where to go with the side. I haven't really seen much of Yang on the mound for Texas, so. Twins now have won a couple in a row. They've been the disappointment of the season, 11 and 17, one of the worst records in Major League Baseball. They were kind of projected, I think, to be that team, and still maybe, it's still early, to be that challenger for the White Sox a little bit in the Central. And look, the White Sox not exactly running away here at 16 and 12. The Indians haven't dropped off the face of the earth, and then the Kansas City Royals are leading the darn division. So the
3: AL Central probably going to be more competitive than I think people thought going in the Mets at the Cardinals the Marcus Stroman Quang Hoon Kim matchup will be the first of a double header today game one of this series was postponed on Tuesday due to inclement weather and the Redbirds were idle and still managed to slip into first place in the NL Central it's minus 110 on the money line either way here six is your seven inning total again a double header today in St. Louis
4: yeah and the Mets of course they've had a lot of uh I don't want to say dissension, but a lot of news around the team. Of course, DeGrom uh, goes through the injured list yesterday. Going to try to check out what that injury was scratched from his start. And then, of course, they get rid of Chili Davis and another hitting coach for the New York Mets. And they kind of got rid of him right after they started hitting a little bit against the Phillies. And then that first game against the Cardinals where they ended up losing six to five. So, you know, Mets, I think they've started slow probably because the rhythm got them in terms of the fact that they were without players due to COVID early in the season, so they missed those games against the Nationals, so they still got games to make up, but you look at Marcus Stroman, he's pitched pretty well to start the season, 184 ERA, 270 on the fielding independent, .31 home run through nine innings rate. so that has gone down from previous years for Stroman. Fastball velocity is up, highest in a few years. You're getting a card team that's not great against right-handed pitching. The bullpen has been pretty good, despite what we saw from Edwin Diaz on Sunday uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies. So I think Quan Young Kim is due maybe for a little bit of regression, 216 on the fielding independent, 10.5 strikeouts per nine. Home run rate is also down. But He's allowed 17 hits in just 13 and two thirds innings. Uh, He gets at the high, the hard hit rate is very high for Kim. So the Mets have actually, in terms of their hitting woes, have actually been pretty solid against left-handed pitching, 332 on the weighted on base average. So small favorite here for the Mets. And I think that's the right way to go.
3: The Indians and the Royals resume their series. Cleveland has won three straight. The Royals have dropped three straight. It'll be Shane Bieber against Brady Singer here today in KC. And the Cleveland Indians a favorite on the road. Minus 165 and yet another low total of seven.
4: A little bit of a big price here for the Indians, but I don't think that it's necessarily wrong. I don't know if I want to lay the price, but I think it's a get-right spot for them. Royals losing three straight, and then you want to go against the Indians' ace, that being Shane Bieber and not really the best situation. 276 on the ERA is impressive enough, but 234 on the XP. So one of the dominant pitchers right now in the American League. I think this is a right spot for the Indians.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I believe, I, I have to check my record here, but I'm pretty sure I laid it with the Indians. I don't know if I laid 165. I think it was closer to 150, maybe 155. And that's what we're seeing here at the South Point. So maybe a little money coming in on the Royals. Kind of, Have you seen a trend on this line at all? Opened as high as 180, I'm showing. Yeah, I'm seeing like 155
4: to 160 and then 7 on the total. So it's pretty much there market-wide right Kinda now. Kind
3: of bouncing around. We've got a couple of games left left to get to on your baseball card for Wednesday. We'll save those for the end of the program. It's time to talk a little hockey with our man Andy McNeil. Experts are covering every sport on the board this spring to find the best bets every day, and now's a great time to invest in your long-term betting success. We provide all the tools you need to make the most informed bet every time, even if that means telling you when not to make a bet is your best option. Our 24-7 video coverage, data and analysis at vison.com daily members-only best bet emails and in-depth coverage of every major event in Point Spread Weekly. It's all designed to improve your sports success year-round so your bankroll lasts longer and you can increase your sports betting IQ Learn from from our experience and put our team to work for you today with a VEASAN 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back inside the Lombardi line, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Time to talk a little hockey. We welcome in our man, Andy McNeil. You can follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. And Andy, welcome back to the show. Just a few games left in the regular season and a handful for some of the teams. But uh, you look at tonight's Capitals-Rangers game. New York is done. They are out of the postseason picture in the East Division. And I want to ask you a couple things here. Are, Are they throwing in the towel Are they motivated to play the spoiler? You have the Tom Wilson situation. Obviously, Washington is trying to improve their seating position in the division. Do all of those storylines figure into your handicap when you set your number and think about making a bet on this game? Currently at BetMGM Capitals, minus 145 on the road.
5: Well, there's been a lot of uh, player movement since the the last game with injuries to Artemi Panarin. Alex Ovechkin won't play tonight. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov has been uh, added to the COVID nineteen protocol list, um, so that that stuff plays a, a bigger role in, in in my final price uh, than any of the nonsense that's been uh, going on uh, with both of these organizations. But um, you know, I'm interested to see what happens tonight. The Rangers uh, canceled their their morning uh, media availability, I believe. So. Um, We don't know if they're calling up any uh, goons from the American Hockey League to to maybe take care of Tom Wilson. But, um, you know, in in my experience uh, watching hockey, I find that these things rarely live up to the hype the second time around when some big, uh, you know, uh, scrum happens that that results in, in, uh, you know, a lack of a suspension or something like that, where the players feel like they might have to go out and police the issue on their own. Um I, I, I would be surprised if, if things got really out of hand uh tonight, but uh you know it's it's a little bit of a different uh situation here with, with the teams on a back to back set um and, and being so everything being so fresh in their minds. Yeah, Andy, this this no play month- on this game though.
4: This might be a stay away for me, too, because my initial when I first looked at it, I was like, okay, this could be a motivation spot for the Rangers. They obviously uh, based on what you saw with that tweet sending out uh, the anti George Perros tweet, who's kind of the director of enforcement for the league and why Tom Wilson has not been thrown out of the league, according to the what the Rangers certainly want, but that they would be motivated there. However, the Rangers just fell out of gas in terms of being able to get in the deploy playoffs. They made a good run and now they got to deal with that disappointment. So it's like, okay, you're motivated. You want to get this team yet. You now know your season for better intensive purposes is over. So Probably a good game to stay away from. And uh, also the referees, the officials are probably going to look at this very tightly and know that tensions are very high. So if you're taking the Rangers and all of a sudden they're picking fights and getting penalties, then they're in the penalty box right away and giving the Caps some power play chances, even with uh, out Alexander Ovechkin in the lineup. But to playoff scenarios, Andy, we do have some potential playoff clinching scenarios tonight. Last spot in the Central Division, up for grabs. Nashville kind of in the catbird seat right now, but they do still have to win in Columbus and have to hope Dallas loses in Tampa Bay, especially if Tampa can defeat them in regulation. Anything on those sides tonight? I'm seeing a little bit of trickle of money on Dallas to go ahead and keep their playoff hopes alive, at least for one more evening
5: well i'm not I'm, I'm not sure where you're looking but i i've seen in the global markets uh the, the the movement towards tampa bay uh since the 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 announcement that jake ottinger would get the start in goal as well uh as alexander or alex <laughs> andre vasileski sorry uh for the the tampa bay lightning and that's where i jumped in at, at minus 155 uh up to minus 160 and i'm seeing a lot of shops uh, sitting at minus 160 now after um, being down around minus 150 and minus 155. So I like the lightning, and that's my, my biggest bet of the day. I don't really have anything uh, that that's uh, I would classify as a, a big edge, Um, But I do think this game should be priced closer to minus 170. Uh, It would be great if this one was scheduled later in the night so that the stars could watch as the the, the Predators likely take care of the Blue Blue Jackets and and put an end to their playoff uh, dreams. But uh, these two games will be uh, going head-to-head, so I don't think there will be any... uh, any sort of lack of motivation on the, the Dallas side. Um, but they, the, the Lightning have taken care of this Dallas Stars team all year long. They've owned the season series. They've shut them out three times. Uh, four times they've allowed one or fewer goal. Goals, uh, so you know, a great spot for the, the the Tampa Bay Lightning to to finish off this Dallas Stars team, and and it's hard to criticize Dallas uh, given you know all the things that they've had to deal with: uh, late start of the season, condensed schedule, um, the, the 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 ice storm, the snowstorm that, that that uprooted everybody. Um, so it's been a tough season, and it's a disappointing to see them miss the playoffs. But uh, as somebody who was who was holding. Uh, Dallas to miss the playoffs because of all of this uh, early in the year. I'm, I'm I'm not going to complain.
4: Dallas, uh, of course, had that comeback the other night at Florida where they were down a couple goals, got it to overtime. And Florida Panthers have been nails <laughs> in overtime all season long. And when you saw Florida get that winning goal, Brady, it almost like you saw the wind go right out of Dallas's yeah. sails. And it's like how much energy they have. They've been trying so hard and have been behind the eight ball and due they- to COVID. Go ahead, Andy. I'm
3: sorry.
5: And they get the big comeback from Tyler Sagan, who did contribute in that game. Mm-hmm. So there's the storyline, the, the the jump there. Uh, but, you know, that was their game, I think, to, uh, to get it done, and they didn't. So uh, it's going to be tough for them to do it against the Tampa Bay Lightning team tonight.
3: Andy, one more game to take a look at. The Jets at the Flames, 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, and nothing is locked up for either of these teams yet in the North Division. Both Winnipeg and Montreal lead Calgary by 10 points, but it's not over yet. The Flames are a small home favorite here, minus one thirty. Anything on this game?
5: Yeah, I'm glad you guys have been kind of reading my mind today. Uh, The the Jets uh, have played some of their best hockey against the Calgary Flames this year. I know they've been in a little bit of a lull uh, actually a big lull uh, as of late, and that has been... Uh you know, um, made worse by the loss of uh, forward Nikolai Ellers and and he's a big important player that the Jets could really use right now but they'll have him back for the playoffs but as far as tonight goes uh, plus 110 or better I like the Jets for a small bet uh, and I'm also on the Montreal Canadiens at minus 140 and minus 145 Jake Allen's getting the start for the Canadians tonight uh, I assumed he would get the start uh, tomorrow night in Toronto but uh, that's not the case and I like the Montreal Canadiens at minus 150 or better.
3: Couple favorites and a dog for our man, Andy McNeil. Read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly. That'll drop in your inbox here pretty quick. Andy, thanks as always. We'll talk to you again soon.
5: Have a great night, guys. Good luck. Thanks,
3: Andy. All right. That is VSIN's hockey expert. Check him out on Twitter at Digital Gambler. We'll be right back. Wrap up the first hour of the Lombardi line. Keep it here on VSIN. sports betting excitement with BetMGM and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on either the Bucks or the Wizards to hit a three-pointer. Just use the bonus code VSIN100 and get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks so that you can turn game time into showtime. Simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Use the promo code VSIN100. It's a new new customer offer. It's paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee Virginia or West Virginia only it excludes Michigan dissociated persons please gamble responsibly if you have a problem call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado Nevada and Virginia 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey Pennsylvania and West Virginia 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa in Tennessee 800-889-9789 and in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT promotional offer is not available in Nevada Time to talk a little golf, Mr. Reynolds. Of course, the Long Shots program, you can find at vcin.com. Also was tweeted out there on Twitter in podcast version. You and I went over an hour's worth of conversation about the PGA Tour heading to Charlotte, North Carolina this week for the Wells Fargo Championship. And this is a big boy golf tournament, big boy golf course. We talk about the non-majors on tour and the ones that are really notable, Riviera, Torrey Pines, Wells Fargo, the Memorial. This one right here is certainly one of them at a great golf. Course that has hosted a major championship before also will host a President's Cup next year. That is the Quail Hollow Club. And this is a really good tune-up for what's coming up on the major calendar, the PGA championship in two weeks. John Rahm and Justin Thomas at 10 to 1 here at BetMGM are your betting favorites. Bryson DeShambo at 14 to 1, Xander Shoffley at 18 to 1, and two-time winner Rory McElroy at 20 to 1. And Rory getting a little bit of support
4: here. It's kind of like maybe, okay, if if he's gonna get it right and get back into form, this is certainly a great spot for him. Two wins here. Actually, his first PGA Tour win was here when it was called the Quail Hollow Championship back in 2010. So uh, a lot different, Rory. I was kind of having a a, a exchange on Twitter with a friend that was, He was like, that was a that was chubby, curly-haired Rory back <laughs> then, and I'm like, I miss fat Rory, just kind of joking even though he he's obviously in stellar physical shape. His game, but his game is not very spelt right now and, and <laughs> has got to get it better. But you you look, he's at Quail Hollow this week and then he's at Kiwa Island in two yeah, weeks. So not he has wins on both of those courses. So perhaps he's going to get it right. I did not take him this week. I do need to see a little bit of something for him to maybe get me interested perhaps in the PGA. Shortest guy I played, Brady, was Bryson DeChambeau at 15-1. And it was really kind of like more of a stat play because in terms of all the stats that I would model for this week that I felt were pertinent for success here at the Wells Fargo, Bryson DeChambeau was top of the heap. Number one in strokes gained off the tee. Number one in proximity from 200 yards. You're going to get a lot of approaches from 200 yards. Number one in strokes gained ball striking. That's off the tee plus approach. Number one in strokes gained tee to green. Uh, I believe second in strokes gained on the par fives, only three on this golf course, by the way. But also there are par threes in which three of them are over 200 yards or more. And he's fifth in strokes gained par three from 200 to 225 yards. So DeShambeau stood out to me for stats. And then a couple ones, and I'll let you get yours in here as well. Victor Hovland, 20 to one. He kind of got cut from the opener, so I was a tad late, but... I think this could be a good spot for him. 65 last weekend, or last Sunday, rather, at the Valspar to kind of get into it tied for third with a nice little rally there. One spot outside the official World Golf Ranking Top 10. I think Hovland, he's he's about ready for a big win. I also have him for the PGA, so maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's in two weeks. And then Will Zalatoris, 30-1. to one. Wake Forest guy. I know another Wake Forest guy is getting some interest here. Webb Simpson, who's had a spotty record here. It had a couple good finishes and then a couple very nondescript finishes. Been a lot better in Greensboro, necessarily, than he has in Charlotte. But Zalatoris kind of fits into this narrative. He's now had a couple weeks off. That week after the Masters, I think he was out of gas at the RBC. Sure. And that's why he finished 42nd. But if you look at the history of this event at the Wells Fargo, always had a really good field but it's provided the venue for several maiden young PGA Tour winners. Anthony Kim in 2008, obviously Anthony not playing anymore, but at that point we thought he was destined for superstardom. Oh, yeah. Rory McIlroy in 2010 obviously has reached superstardom. Ricky Fowler in 2012, he's gotten a taste of it. He's trying to now kind of get back to where he was, but you get young guys that win this event in their maiden, and Will Zalatoris maybe could fit in that one, I think.
3: Well, this is interesting from Jason's. Scott, the vice president of trading at BetMGM, uh, talking about the betting handle in this week's uh, futures board. Justin Thomas is a betting favorite and has received the most number of tickets at BetMGM. The young Will Zalatoris is currently the sportsbook's biggest liability.
4: That's a, that's a little bit of a surprise. I think people are, are taking a shot with him and uh, Willie vi- Z. Yeah. Willie Z Victor Hovland, I think is up there on the liability list too, as is Max Homa Max Homa, by the way, the defending champions yes. here at Quail hollow where he won, I believe at about as high as 500 to one. He wasn't 500 to one for the Genesis earlier this year when he won against a very good field. So you're never going to see those big prices on Max Homa until he's probably about 50 years old uh, when. <laughs> You're going to see those. But a couple others I played Joaquin Neiman, 35 to 1, settled T8 on Sunday, couldn't really make a move, but he gains off the T. I think off the T is going to be even more important this week, being a 7,500 yard plus par 71. You've got to be able to gain shots off the T, keep it in play, and have some distance. Soon JM, 50 to 1, he's drifted up as high as that. Really good Bermuda putter, did not really go well on the weekend at the Valspar T29. But I think gaining off the tee, which is the strength of his game, despite the fact that he's not a very long hitter necessarily, but he's pretty accurate. So, M at 50 to 1, my two longest shots were Emiliano Grillo, 66 to 1, right behind Bryson on all those stat models I talked about. And then I also took a courtesy shot on Ricky Fowler, 80 to 1. <laughs> You're his, such a nice guy. His first win here in 2012. He does have three other top fives. So, the form is good. I know he's getting faded because his game has been absolutely nowhere. And he got that free pass into the PGA in two weeks would not have qualified, but the PGA of America could kind of tell him, okay, we'll invite you to the tournament. They have invitations at their discretion. So Ricky Fowler has been getting some heat in the terms of the fact that he's going to be in a tournament that he probably did not deserve to qualify for. So. Maybe that gets him a little ticked off and maybe he finds a little motivation and say, okay, I still got something left here in my game.
3: Did you hear that in your other ear? That that was humans giving you a hard time for going down well, narrative y- street y- again with Ricky humans Fowler. Humans has been down that street with me plenty of times
4: over the year with Ricky <laughs> Fowler, but he decided to go ahead and throw in the towel. I did for a while, but now I'm going to try to dip my toe back in the water here with him.
3: Well, the point you made and you used it in describing your reasoning for betting on uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Victor a couple of guys that I am on this week. This is a very difficult, big, long golf course. And in my correlations this week, I went with other courses as such. Torrey Pines, uh, Harding Park, where they played the PGA Championship last year, and then Winged Foot, where they played the U.S. Open last summer. And you talked about being good off the tee here. I went to the stat total driving. And I think all of those courses, that's one of the most important statistics to look at, total driving, a combination of, of length and accuracy, and I think Bryson DeChambeau and Victor Hovland are both exceptional in that area. Mm -hmm. Hovland, ninth on tour in total driving. We know how long Bryson DeChambeau is. They both made my card, got DeChambeau at 15 and Hovland at 20. I also went with Tony Finau, and he really checks a lot of boxes here. He was eighth at the U.S. Open at Winged Foot. He was fourth at Harding Park last summer, and he has finished top six at Torrey Pines in four out of the last five years. I think this could be the week for Tony Finow. The other guy I went with was Webb Simpson. You alluded to him just shortly ago. But uh, he is a shorter hitter, very accurate hitter, not as long as these other guys. He is a member at this course, and that's usually – a stay away sign for me, but he has had a couple of top five finishes here, finished 18th at Bell Hollow last year. And I think with the lack of fans, it makes a big deal. He doesn't have those throngs of crowds and commitments and tickets. He's got to get for family and everything that goes on with playing a golf tournament at your home course. He doesn't have that this week with only 20 or 30% capacity. So I think rather than a distraction, it's the perfect amount of support. And I think he could show well this week. And I will go
4: back to fee now as well. I was having some exchanges uh, in terms of talking about this tournament last night. This is the week that I think Tony Finau, he'll probably win when I'm not on him because a lot of people seem to like him this week. And, and it's absolutely right in terms of the correlated courses at Tory Pines and and what you've seen over the years. Now a lot of people really aren't talking about him.
3: Yeah, he's been and, under the radar.
4: And and look, I've often maintained the next win for Tony now is going to come at a big event. Now I was thinking big event like maybe a major championship or perhaps a WG. G C or a players, but the Wells Fargo is one of the better fields on the PGA tour in terms of what you would call your regular PGA tour event. You do have eleven of the top twenty in the official world golf ranking in this field this week. So no shortage of quality players at all here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they usually always get a very good field anyway.
3: Yeah, it's actually a little bit less sexy than it usually is this mm-hmm. year. You know, DJ's not here, and uh, Jordan Spieth is not here. But
4: and and a lot of that is the PGA. Obviously, now the last couple of years has been moved up. They did not have a tournament last year due to COVID-19. So you've got this event, and then you've got the Byron Nelson in Dallas next week, which actually does have a couple top-end players, surprisingly enough. And then we go right into the PGA.
3: Yeah, I thought two weeks before a major would be perfect, and I thought everybody would be here. Certainly a good field, but not quite what I expected. Uh, two other long shots that I'm on. Brian Harmon, terrific short game, shorter off the tee. That's a little bit of a disadvantage, but he has fared well at winged foot and Torrey Pines. Uh, don't be confused. He won at uh, he won the Wells Fargo Championship in 2017, but it was at a different golf course because they hosted the PGA at Quail Hollow this year. Also went with Taylor Gooch at 125-1. to 1. Been playing very well and has shown very well at big boy golf courses like the Players' Championship and Riviera. We'll see if we can pull it off at 125-1 to 1 this week. One hour in the books. We'll talk some NBA with our man JVT on the other side. See what he likes on the hardwood tonight in the Association as we roll on right here on the Lombardi Line.